Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown's podcast place full of inspirations and relatable people helping you instill that self-belief and sharing advice you can apply to your own life through using the wonderful platforms of lingerie because wearing the right underwear isn't just about physically looking good or doing it for someone else it's about loving and embracing who you are and today I'm mega excited because we've got Bella back for part two hi Bella Tricks how you doing Hey guys, I am doing great. How are you doing today? Well, we've all been anticipating to hear more about your story because we were fascinated with the depth that we got into on the last one, but we just know that there's so much more to uncover on this one. Am I right or am I wrong? You are definitely right, and we have a lot more to talk about. (laughs) When we're talking about this new age, when we're going, uh, where, where we've come from and where we're going to, that is part of it. That is understanding um, that we are leaving. We are leaving behind all all the kind of idealistic ways of, of how we used to think of that. You have to keep covered up in order to attract a guy. You have to, you know, all these kinds of girl boy things, and you need to make sure that you do that. And then it's provocative, and it's like actually, there's probably nothing more sexier than a woman knowing who they are. And yes. Their vagina is on show. You know, it doesn't matter. Because, but unfortunately, we've become very prudish. We've become very like, oh, no, we can't. And it's shameful if we talk about those kinds of body parts. So I just think it's absolutely beautiful what you do. Is there any more that you'd like to, to add to that? Because this is great. I love where we're going with this. Yeah, definitely. Like, as, as we were talking here, I, I think that the reason why I have felt more comfortable being nude, especially in front of other people, is more because of my morals. Like I have always been really like equality for all. I've been a very natural person in my lifestyle and what I do. And I just, I want to empower other people. And I think that our bodies are so powerful in itself that, that like other people should feel that way, especially because Women have been discriminated against for so many years and shamed for for so many years and slut shamed for so many things that are regular for men to do. Yes, absolutely. That that's what makes it more easy for me to show my body off to other people, because when I show my body off, I use it as a tool of empowerment. So fantastic. And well, bloody said, because and a lot of people think, oh, feminist then, because you said men. But no, 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 no. Not all men. Okay, not all men, not all men. Not all men. I've met some fantastic men. But what we're trying to say is through so many lives that a person can go through, for so many centuries, it has been a very male-dominated, orientated world. And yeah. the woman has been suppressed. The woman has been used in a certain way. And now we are. We're coming into this where we're, 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 we've tipped the balance a little bit. We're probably a bit more 
over that way, a little bit oversensitive with things, which is it has to go that way. It has to go that way, yeah. over offend, offended, all that kind of stuff. Because what we've done is we've rammed through the gates, we've we've knocked it over, and it's gone woof that way. So soon now we're coming to a place where it can settle, where it's unified, where it's both of us, total equality, where we understand yeah. it's not all men, it's some men. And actually, the best way to do it is not to to, to villainize men. It's to more like um, appreciate where they have come from and understand that if we teach uh, those now that are coming through the ranks um, to teach their young to how to do you can cry you can be sensitive yes. you can love you can speak about your feelings if you've got mental health issues speak up you, you don't yes. have to have a pint down the pub and, and push it under the, the carpet because all of these very um, masculine kind of things that we used to be tied down by would make the man feel disconnected from the woman. He wouldn't have any kind of feminine qualities in that way. So he'd be very disconnected from. So we'd become very, as an object. Yeah, We'd be an object more than anything. So you're right. So this, where we're going right now, we are feeling more at peace with ourselves. And and, and that's what's leading the way is, is, I think the woman had to do the first move. The woman had to come in and be like, this is me and I am not shy and I have courage in who I am. Yeah. And some of them, uh, men or across the world, some of them might be a bit like, oh, I'm not too sure about that because they might still have some of the prudish ways. But in time, if we keep doing this and more of us keep doing this, it becomes norm. The problem is, is that when people keep trying to shut it out or there's more control over like, oh, what are they talking about? They shouldn't do that. It's not right. Then you're making it abnormal. But mm-hmm. the more normal it becomes, the more then we can grow and adapt as a society. There was, if you don't mind me talking about this now, there was, when we were talking about your, your modeling earlier and we we're talking about the nude, and I think it's, it's really interesting from a psychological point of view, um, BDSM. <laughs> Uh, BDSM, yeah. <laughs> BDSM and, and kink. So BDSM and kink is a big topic. And I mm-hmm. think just like the nude, it's not really understood. If someone sees that on the internet, they don't quite, and not 100% all the time are you going to get um, very glossy magazine type of shoot for someone wearing kinkwear. You're not. Yeah. Um, so what it makes it look like is someone thinks that someone's underselling themselves in a bad way or they've been tied up somewhere and they're doing it all for money in that way. So what, from nude to 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 kink, because you said at the start you weren't really, uh, it wasn't your scene at, at first. What made you go into it? Uh, exploration. <laughs> I I was I was I was in it was in that year of exploration, right? So I was trying a bunch of new things and when I heard about this kink fetish event, I I questioned, what is this? You know, why do people do this? What is it all about? And so I I did the event and then after I researched a bunch about it and I ended up meeting a few people at that event or that were from the community in Winnipeg and so I got to ask a lot of questions about the community and they they answered really honestly, which was a really big help for me to kind of dive in to see what that world was about. So, you know, I always say to people, do do your research, you know, even if you hear things from other people, do your own research, make sure it's something that you want to do before you go into it. And we even did like a bit of a kink BDSM uh, series on Lingerie Lowdown, where there's a whole 30 minutes 
episode there where you can actually hear all of my tips and tricks about getting into the BDSM community and stuff. But that's my, yeah, that's my biggest thing is like always do your research. I think that what really interested me in getting into it is I was able to go through some of the negative stuff that I experienced in my abusive relationship through kink and fetish. And it, it made me, it, it, it allowed me to be able to let all of that emotion go and, and stress and hate and, and anger and, and everything like that. It was, it's like, it's like therapy to me in a sense. It's not like this for everybody. But to me, that's how I saw it. So the biggest part, of course, is trying to find somebody that you trust enough to go through that journey with. If you if you do find, you know, if if you're if you're only wanting to find one person, some people do like finding multiple people to go through different journeys with, of course. But yeah, it was it was definitely exploration and just wanting to get rid of all the negative and, and hate inside of me that that relationship brought out of me. And at the time, I was actually going through counseling too. I think counseling is a great thing to go through. I think everybody should see a counselor because <laughs> they they bring so much insight into your life that you just you just can't see. Or they, they allow you to break down walls to be able to go and open other doors and other avenues in your life. And it's, it's really great. So I, I highly preach on, on counseling as well. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, 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 yeah. We're advocates of that because you're right. You're so right. Again, um, when you're talking to someone, we often do it. Maybe we have a soundboard, maybe we have a best friend. If you actually talk things out, which a lot of us, we feel a little bit scared because of judgment. We don't tend to do it even with the people that we love, or we just feel like, oh, you don't want to listen to my problems. So when you go to a counselor and you've paid for a session, you can totally feel at ease that you can do this. You've paid, this is your time. And you know what? The first few sessions, you're probably just going to cry it. That's all you're going to do. But when you get over that, when you're actually hearing the words that come out of your mouth, you often give your, and honestly, I know it looks like sometimes the counselor's not even doing their job. But they, <laughs> yeah. You're doing it, right? Because yeah. you say it. Yeah, because they'll literally just say back to you what you said to yourself, but you hearing it from a different person makes it like change entirely. You're like, what? Did you just make me come to that realization or did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that was money well spent. And oh, for sure. <laughs> there was something that intrigued me because you hit a, a big nerve when you were talking there about the, the, the BDSM and the kink and, and how it helped you from after that relationship. I have a very dear person, very close to me, who I absolutely idolize, who has gone through a similar thing. And I couldn't quite understand how coming from um, actually rape, um, then to go into BDSM and kink afterwards, it never made sense to me until what I've heard about BDSM and kink these days. Mm -hmm. You're right. It acts as a therapy. It brings them back to the sex scene. It brings them back to that activity to break down those barriers again. It's to explore it more. It's to be like, 
don't ever like turn away from this um this uh don't turn away from this scene or almost don't don't come away from doing what everybody else is doing just because of a bad experience because it was just that it was a bad experience however you know um you can go down and, and understand it more i've never done it so i'm i'm only speaking from an onlooker's point of view i won't ever truly understand but from what i gather if you're if i'm actually making any sense at all right now um from what i gather is that in those moments there was pure frustration anger um and torment confusion and i feel like when you go to a safe place uh with someone safe as you said and you go back down to where you could be with you've got no control or submissive or what have you it's kind of going to what you had as fears from your traumatic experience to be like look it's I, what happened happened but in this situation it doesn't mean that it's all bad you can still enjoy sex as mm. an act I don't know you please do let me know if I'm rambling on it or let me know if I'm close to at all what it was like cuz I don't know personally. I, I think a big thing is it's like it it helps people take con- like control of their life again to a lot of people. BDSM and kink does not have to be sexual. It could be far from sexual. Okay. So it doesn't have to involve sex. It doesn't have to involve it it does have to involve a a certain level of intimacy. But it doesn't have to go any way that way. Like if you look at Shibari, Shibari, rope rope tying for people who don't know what Shibari is, uh, bondage essentially with rope, is, is not sexual all the time. It's more about a connection between the top, the rigger, the tire, and the bottom, the person being tied. And right. they can they can uh, allow a lot of energy to be expressed just through tying a person in the right way, because BDSM and kink jumpstarts your endorphins in a lot of the activities that are done in it. So when your endorphins, you know, start to start to go, it, it's it can put you into other different emotions that can be really positive, but to some, it can also be really negative. It can, it can break people, it can make them realize certain things that they didn't know were there. So it, it's, it's not for everybody. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Like I, I don't think that I myself can, say enough about it to really like how would I put this I don't think that I can provide enough enough of my own information about it because for me I'm talking more from just my personal experience like I I am in the community we do actually do uh, rope jams at Beyond Boundaries Academy there's a group that books the studio and they do it every single month and through them, I've actually been able to see that a lot of it isn't sexual. So right. you can take it in so many different avenues. That's, it's insane. <laughs> that's Yes. That, well, that, that's what I'm getting from you. I'm, I'm, what I'm actually getting from you, from BDSM 
Um, and from your modeling, especially from, from what you've created with Beyond Boundaries as well, is exploration of connection, emotions, feelings, and community. So I, I would I would just advise anyone that is in your area that is looking for such things of exploration, of feeling that you're in a safe place where you're not going to be judged, where everyone's doing the same thing in terms of exploring um, and creating and learning, living, you know, that's that's what that's what I believe is at the heart of it. Is is that what you'd say is true? So if if this was your little advert, is that what would you what would you say? I, I would say that's true. Yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Good job. <laughs> oh, thanks. I might have done this before. I'm not sure if I've done this before. Anyway, I really wanted to um let everybody know who Bella Tricks was because She's one with all the tricks up her sleeve. She's fantastic in, in what you have to offer, in what you have to offer in terms of not just your business, but your your speech um, as a person, your energy. So go and check her out, please. Your Instagram handle is? So I just split up my Instagram. If you're wanting to check out what I create, then it is Miss Bella Tricks. And then the underscore creations. And then my more main page, which is more of like a lifestyle page that I've turned into now, which talks more about uh, a lot, like a lot of topics that uh, people I find are really intrigued about on a daily basis. So it's very positive empowering we talk about nourishing your body emotions and sexuality on the page so a lot of the posts are about that so if you guys are wanting any tips tricks exercises wanting to chat a little bit about your own body or really just anything that's the page that you can do that on and that is miss underscore bella underscore tricks but on Instagram, you actually don't need to put the underscores in. You can actually just search Miss Bellatrix and Miss Bellatrix Creations, and it, it will pop up. Yeah. Well, that was a top tip. Thanks for that. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So, learning something all the time. Um I would say then both are very inspirational. So yes, yeah, so if you're looking for the creative, you're looking for the creations kind of inspiration, then yes, check out Miss Bellatrix underscore create creations. And then of course, if it's more about your mind, body and soul, feeling like you totally connected with Bella on this podcast, you are one of the same when it comes to a quality exploration community feeling at one with yourself and nature and just being present then check out miss underscore bella underscore tricks but you don't have to put the underscores in just so we know <laughs> and on your instagram i have actually noticed you have a rather beautiful animal please let us know more about your gorgeous doggy Yes, Serenity. <laughs> so we call him Sir for short, because Serenity really does not match his attitude. <laughs> uh, I, I love rescuing dogs, and he's been the first that I've actually been able to rescue. So we got him about almost three years ago. And he is a whole lot of things. But what we know is he's a husky crossed with a German Shepherd and a Border Collie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
that's where he gets the gorgeous markings from that everybody always calls him beautiful about. I swear he gets more beautiful words pointed towards him than me, <laughs> which, which is really funny. You're like, come on, man. It's not all about you. Let's let's take some of the spotlight here. But, <laughs> I, but I have to say, I love the name. I love that you shortened it to that because, yeah, that sounds more like – if you look at Bella's – I keep bringing everyone to Instagram, but – if you look at Bella's um, Instagram, you can definitely see little doggy doodles. So my little name, that's what I call dogs, doggy doodles. But um, her beautiful dog called Surf, or Serenity. Yeah. Um, yeah, go go check it out. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 400 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 4,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST when buying a three- six or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price best of all there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it when you renew your membership please note this is not applicable to the monthly membership so after listening to the rest of this podcast head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today thanks for listening now let's get back to the podcast There's something else that I've noticed as well. Your beautiful tattoo. I've noticed your gorgeous tattoo and your images. There, well, you have a few, but there is one in particular that that has caught my eye. Is there a bit of a story behind that one? I don't know if you know the one that I mean. It's I think it's a timeline one. I saw it on one of your stories. It's, uh, is it on your leg? Yeah. So that uh, there's two parts so far to it. And the reason that it's a timeline piece is because I'm going to continue adding to it throughout my life. And I put symbols in the tattoo of certain things that I want to remember throughout my life or certain goals that I've hit. So the first part of my tattoo starts on my leg. It's on the side of my thigh. And it looks like it's ripping. It looks like a sheet of music is ripping out of my leg. And so the reason why I chose a sheet of music is because I absolutely love music. I have always loved music. It's been <clears throat> the one thing I could always connect with as a kid. I could express my emotion when I wanted to, whether it was through metal and just raging or listening to some nice city in color and just chilling out. So music has always been such a big part of my life. And so I put the 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 music sheet on there to really just make everything flow together nicely throughout the timeline. And so the symbols that are on the first part of my leg, I even have to look because I haven't looked at my leg in a while, <laughs> is uh, uh, I have the word freedom that looks like it's in a little house. And so that was the first time that I ever moved out on my own. So I really wanted to remember that. The second symbol I have is a purple lily. And that's when my daughter Liliana was born. So that's on my leg. I have a scroll for when I graduated high school. 
because that was a big thing for me because I actually got pregnant in my last year of high school and I still graduated on time with honors. So yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a really big thing for me. (laughs) And then the last symbol on my first piece is a, it's essentially a little fire. And the fire is when I was diagnosed with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And so the fire is for the inflammation that happens in my body. And IBS, unfortunately, is what's considered an undiagnosed diagnose, meaning they have no idea what's actually wrong with you. So I've had to figure out this chronic illness for pretty much the entire time that I've had it and just going through different motions and and trying different things. And so that has really impacted my life because it actually impacts my life every single day because I experience a lot of body pain and stomach issues and so on and so forth. So I decided to put that on there. Um, I know it's not the most positive thing, but it is a large part of my life. It is a large part of your life. Um, and I don't think people understand those that don't have IBS, but those that do have IBS will understand how much of your life it takes over. Um, they think, oh, it's just a toilet thing. No. And it's like, no, <laughs> you, well, but it, it, it makes you have to pre-plan things. Like you, you always have to make sure that you're okay where you are, but it's an internal fire. It's an internal battle somewhere along the line that you know western medicine western people don't don't really understand this side of things yet but it's trapped yeah. energy and it's energy from something that you've gone through um that that coexists with you at the moment and yeah i i totally understand why you would put that on the outside of your body because it is part of you at the moment it's something that um it's almost like a roommate you've had to get used to you know so yeah, yeah I, t- I, t- I i get that i get that i really get that Yeah. And like a lot of people, what they don't realize about many chronic illnesses is you can't see them on the outer exterior of somebody. And so it makes it a lot harder for other people to understand what that person's going through because they never see them in that negative way. Right. Or that, that really like bad way. Like for myself, it affects me on a daily basis because I can't gain the weight I want to because I'm malnutritioned, because my body will not digest the nutrition that I put into it all the time, which also lowers my energy, which also lowers my mood, which brings on depression and anxiety. And um, outside of that, my body has also altered um, and my hips sit forward, which puts pressure onto that area of my body, which then creates body pain, especially in my back. So that affects my modeling and that affects sitting at a desk on a daily basis. And so like, it's, it's insane how much it actually does affect me, but rarely ever does my friends or my family or people that are close to me see those things because I'm not the most vocal about it every single time it happens because you don't want to be right? It's like, it's something that happens every day. You're used to it. You just go through it and you get through it and you go on to your next day and you move forward and you keep going. Right. So, and because I'm not vocal about it all the time, it makes it seem like, you know, this major thing in my life is not so major to other people. 
So, of course, and, and that, that's why they call it the invisible illness. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's so many people who have told me that I'm lying about certain mm. things when I am far from lying. Why would I ever want to lie about constantly being in pain or constantly having to be in a depressional state or so on and so forth, right? Like who who would lie about that? I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that do lie about that, but I'm not that person. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I know I don't, and I, I don't think anybody would think that of you either. Especially listening to this podcast, but you're right. There is a lot of lot of that going out there, and it's it kind of coincides with um, going back to the generation that was before us. Is it's it feels like there's very new things going on right now whereas they've always been they have always been it's uh, it's just spoken about now it's spoken about more now more freely um and it does seem that a lot more people are suffering with more anxiety more ibs problems a lot of it is to do with our food as well our food our food isn't it doesn't mean the food is generally um the source of where we're getting these illnesses from but you don't get the right nutrition from a lot of the foods in supermarkets these days which actually makes our immune system and our bodies weak which means that where that weak part is of your body if you're if you've had traumatic experience or whatever it is it will find that's what it does uh, that's the body will uh, consume that energy and it will go to that place and that's where it attacks is absolutely crazy so you know i feel you on that one i do really feel you on that one but the timeline is i just think is an absolutely incredible idea um I'd, I'd love people to feel more inspired to to wear that kindness mm-hmm. on the outside of their skin. So when they're having a rough day, they need only look in the mirror and they've already got it printed on them what they need to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I Especially with the, the GMO, like the food side of it. And like our food is not what it used to be. It is far from what it used to be. It used to be so much more healthy for us and natural, and now it's full of GMOs. And on top of that, social media, right? Social media plays a big part into our depression and our anxiety. And we need to make sure that the when we are on social media, that we're looking at good, positive things that will influence our lives in the ways that we want to and not be lurking on other people because we're trying to think like, find this good life that we want to be a part of, but we're not right. Like everybody always puts their best selves on Instagram. I am far from that person. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I do not play up any part of my life. I will show you my bad days. Sometimes when I'm having IBS problems, I will show you sometimes when my dog is having IBS problems, (laughs) but no, it's like, it's, I really dislike how social media has played such a big part into our mental health. And I like, that's, that's another reason why I'm so positive on my page. I gotta say. I'm I'm following, I'm following all of it now. I'm I'm doing it. That's it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. And and then you mentioned part two. So there's a part two to the timeline. Yeah. So part two uh, goes along the same side of my body, but it goes on to the side of my rib cage. And it has the same style, but it's from a different artist. And so every single piece that I get, I'm going to get from a different artist because through my life, I'm always 
changing. So I want the tattoo to change with me. So I don't always want it to look the same. So the second piece is done from a different artist, which has a little bit of a different style, but still has the more open skin kind of teared rip to it. And the symbols are different too, because of course it was the next stage of my life that I went into. So for my sad tattoo, I have, uh, what do I, I keep forgetting. I never look at my tattoos. I need to look at these tattoos. Like, what do I have on me? <laughs> I did that the other day, actually. I was explaining about one that's behind my ear and I forgot that there was three stripes to it. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. So my second one, I have a flower, which I, I forget what kind of flower it is, but the flower that I have is also purple and it means new beginnings in life. So that was the second part I did after I got out of my physically abusive relationship and during when I was starting my business. And so to me, that was a new beginning for yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Uh, the other symbol I have, I have three. Uh, so the second one is a Triskelion circle. So it can be seen as a BDSM sign. So I put that on my body and the colors that are in the middle of it are the colors on the polyamorous flag. Huh. So this symbol together uh, brings, brings together two sides of me, my BDSM kink side that I've been able to explore. And throughout the last, I think it's been eight years, I've actually gone from monogamous to a non-monogamous relationship being polyamory. And so I date multiple people in long-term relationships. And right now I'm dating two. So we've been yes. dating for about three years. Right. Okay. Yes. Because we've had our Scarlet come on and, um, no, was it our Scarlet? Yes, it was our Scarlet. Scarlet was talking about, um, polyamorous, uh, polyamorous relationship as well that mm -hmm. she had, um, because we all have strengths and weaknesses basically. And, and, and one of them that she does the rigging with, she does a Shibari, yeah. um, the others she didn't go into too much detail about. But, yeah, that's, she was explaining about the poly. We were, we were explaining how love isn't just one thing. Um, I, I totally understand where the poly comes from because I've spent a lot of time in monogamous relationships one after the other, and there's a lot of territory involved, um, a lot of sometimes ownership and control, which is strange which makes sense, but it, it is, it is, you know, monogamy is a man-made thing as well. Um, it was never said anywhere that it should be that way or even marriage should happen. It has been a man-made thing and it's just something that everybody's got used to. So to have that, would you say, I'm going into the polygram, so I want to uh, investigate a little bit more here. Thanks mm -hmm. very much. Um, <laughs> would you say that you still have a very deep, you can still, you can still have, a profound deep connection with more than one person at one time I totally think you can entirely think about your life already think about all the friends and the family that you have outside of your one main 
boyfriend or girlfriend or relationship that you have, right? All of those are relationships. So technically, everybody already has more than one relationship in their life. Some people just took those relationships further than others, right? And that's where labels come into play. Friends, family, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, right? And I think for for like for in the past, like monogamy is a very man-made thing. But in the past, if you look at our history, we our world wouldn't have really worked in any other way at the time. You, right. you like you had to have two people taking care of a household. The woman was usually the person who stayed home and took care of the family and didn't work, and the husband was the one that went out and did the work and brought in the money, and that's just how it worked, right? Like it couldn't really work any other way because of how our society was brought up. And so now we've right. actually come to a point where we do have a choice and where women can work for themselves and do things for themselves and be their own individuals. And so that's changed a lot of how our relationships are set up. In my Correct. opinion. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And it's very valid, very valid. So I think if anyone was considering something like um, being poly themselves that I think the one thing that you need to get over well there's a few things that you need to get over you you if you try to be in a poly um relationship it might uncover some things that you need to work on on yourself a a few, few of them just to name a few would be um jealousy would be um territory so control um self confidence and insecurities within yourself uh would you add any more to that list Communication. Communication. Yeah. That's from what I have heard uh, through other people, because I love talking talking about this topic. It's great, especially when you get people from both sides of it. It's fantastic. People who are open-minded to talk about both sides of it, I should say, because there are some people that are very just screwed into the way that they are, right? But yeah, it's uh, – I just lost my thought there. <laughs> Yeah, but no, you're right. You were adding to the list, weren't you? So you would you yeah, would say the communication. Yeah, yeah. I think that non-monogamous relationships really open up communication a lot more because when you bring in more elements, i.e. more people into your relationship setup, you need to communicate more because there is more people and there's more needs to think about. So it's like when a lot in a lot of non-monogamous relationships they get into their relationship and then they just get into this repetitive state of things always being normal and them not bringing certain topics back up to talk about again and that's where a lot of relationships or marriages fail because they just get so used to something not realizing that their partner doesn't want that to stay the same all the time and yeah. when the line of communication is not open to always talk about that or be able to change things, then it makes people feel like they are dug into a hole where they can't get out of. And then they, of course, bad emotions come with that. So, Fantastic. Yes. So if you are wondering, go and seek. You shall find. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> But thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on to a podcast today. We have thoroughly, th- well, I have. I love that we say we. We we have loved listening to you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. 
I always do the same thing. It's we as a collective, right? But no, it was lovely to chat with you and finally be able to uh, meet some of the presenters too, because I see so many of the reviews of everybody online. I'm like, we could be friends. We could totally be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I it love was, that. It was my pleasure to come on and, and chat with you. So brilliant well you look after yourself in the meantime hopefully we get to speak to you again in the future I'm sure that we will because we would love to hear how your business thrives from year on year anyway so you look after yourself thank you so much to all of our listeners tuning in once more we will see you very very soon for more lingerie lowdown podcasts in the meantime stay safe take care bye bye guys Thanks for joining us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.